You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we are shifting gears this week and putting the gears in the hands of TK Tony Khan. God help us all. It is AEW Full Gear Week, and we are going to look through all of the big matches that have been announced for Full Gear happening on a Saturday. And with me this week is the great Nate. Nate, the effing great host of the Brace for Impact Impact Podcast is going to try to help me steer this ship that is AEW Full Gear. And oh yeah, Tony Khan has a bunch of other freaking announcements. So sit back, relax, and Jesus take the wheel. It is Kings of the Rings Podcast episode number 359, Shifting Gears with Nate the Great, exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. And it starts right now. Well, hello, everybody. How are you today, folks? Welcome to a live episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 359, Shifting Gears. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Thank you for joining me again on this lovely uh, Wednesday night, November 15th, 2023. If you like what you're seeing or if you like us just in general, please like, share, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or just leave us a review or a comment in general. Buy some of our merch. I'm wearing some of my great merch right now. Links to all of that are in the description below. We have a really, really fun episode for you tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking a lot about AEW Full Gear because Full Gear is this weekend. Next weekend is Survivor Series, and then we get a little bit of a breather before we get into the end of the year. And oh yeah, there's this thing called Wrestle Kingdom we have to start preparing for as well. So helping me ship gears and to steer this Tony Khan coke infueled ship that there is is the host of the Brace for Impact podcast covering all things uh, TNA and Impact, whatever the hell they're calling themselves these days. Ladies and gentlemen, back again for the very third time at this point. I don't even freaking know. Nate VF and great. Nate, how are you? Oh my gosh. As soon as you said Tony Khan, I'm like, oh joy, this is going to be one of those good shows. Yes, this- it is. <laughs> this is going to be one yeah, of those it heals. But let's start on a high note because the only way we can do that is by announcing... From the Kings of the Rings podcast. Yes, this please. Is King please. Ricky Rose. I swear that one of these days we are going to actually have to record that and then I'm going to just embellish it in post and make it like the most ridiculous I'm talking like royal trumpet horns and all of this stuff and that will be like my my intro to anything I do like it'll be on like my rider if I ever become famous like this is exactly the thing you have to play before I even make an appearance on your show like that's what I'm that's what I'm going to be leaning towards uh but we'll see how that goes 
<laughs> it's one of those things where it's like we don't have contracts here, but we're going to have that inserted into the contracts, and there's somewhere something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a it's a clause, but it's one that I approve of. So exactly, exactly. That's 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 how things are going to be. And so let's get into this week in, in wrestling before we get into full gear, which we're going to talk about a lot. But we got to talk about uh, the things coming up uh, on WWE, and there's a, there's a lot of I, I excuse my excuse my French, which I don't know a lick of these days, as I had a C average in high school. But it's a lot of gang shit going on in WWE, and, and for instance, Drew McIntyre has partnered with Rhea Ripley because I don't want to say the Judgment Day. I want to say Drew McIntyre partnered with Rhea Ripley and. If we're being honest, why wouldn't you? Look at that face. Look at that face. Um, <laughs> it is not going to be the intro of Tales of an Epic Nature, Mr. Prats. I have something completely different for that whenever that returns. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, but Drew McIntyre has sided with the Judgment Day, uh, potentially being their maybe fifth member for War Games. I mean, there's only been one War Games match announced. And it's four participants on each side. I know War Games has fluctuated between four and five throughout the last couple of years. Whenever War Games has decided to rear its head, either in NXT or on the main roster. Um, but with War Games so close, and it being in your backyard, Nate, Chicago, um, which I'm... If I really get bored, I will drive up there <laughs> to Chicago <laughs> as a big if. But I have a lot of friends where I can stay, so I don't care at this point. And I bought my car, so I don't have to care about mileage. Um, <laughs> do you believe that Drew McIntyre will be the fifth member of a Judgment Day War Games team? I do, as a matter of fact. And I do believe that uh, Dirty Dom is going to be replaced by Daddy Drew. In all honesty, it's really? just one of those things. <laughs> it just makes sense, honestly. I mean, for a long time, I always said that uh, it was always Daddy Ciampa, but Daddy Drew has a really nice ring to it. <laughs> Daddy Drew and Mommy Rhea, I mean, it writes itself right there. It is the alliteration of it all. I, I, I can't deny that. Daddy Drew just kind of works. It's one of those things where I would love for in the matchup for Drew to just do a Claymore to Dominic. And then just throw him on top of somebody and get and Dom um, still gets the pin. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of those things where it's like it's a such a weird thing to do, but at the same time, Drew would be that person and be like, you know, stay away from my lady. Also, make sure we win. That's <laughs> all right. So you're you're saying that Drew replaces Dom altogether, keeping it four on four. Honestly, you know what? I didn't think about that, but honestly, I think that makes even more sense at this point. <laughs> Interesting. That would be very, I mean, because J.D. McDonough is now a full-fledged member of a dozen day after the longest pledge process I've ever seen. You don't even make freshmen go through that much of a pledge process uh, in college. Um, so you have, you got J.D., you got Damien, who is doing things. <laughs> you got Finn, uh, and you got Dom and Drew. I mean, so let's just say for for argument's sake that Drew becomes the fifth member of Team Judgment Day, which is kind of weird, but I'm fine. Who then becomes, I, I guess it's Team Cody? Team, team, team Cody, team Seth? Like, who, who becomes the fifth member of that team? So there were some rumors that it may be Randy Orton, but I've heard rumors that have debunked that. 
So if I were to take somebody different, I think this may be a bit of a chance. But at the same time, can you think of a better way to debut a new star on there but to have them in war games? I would have, honestly, Braun Breaker debut in that and just wreck shit up as a Steiner would do. (laughs) My only issue with that is that Braun is on such a fun heel run that I can't see him debuting for the face team, like reverting back to a face where he was... He was okay, but he wasn't anything that like made him stand out. I feel like heel brawn. That's a that's a problem. Heel brawn breaker's a problem. You know, face brawn. I feel like is a step back. Uh, but I also would like to say, can't you just see though him just spearing Finn, JD, and especially Dom in midair in such glorious fashion? <laughs> oh no, I do, and I do, and I do have this kind. Survivor Series debuts are historically a really important thing. The Undertaker debuted. Scott Steiner himself debuted at Survivor Series. Uh, what a debut! Give me that freaking mic. <laughs> yes, among other things. Yeah, he he beat up um, Matt Hardy and uh, Chris Nowinski. Chris Nowinski, who, who ends up being one of the most powerful and influential people in sports history, which is crazy to think about um and yeah there's that so the survivor series debuts are usually held for something that's really big or returns and things like that so randy orton makes sense but if we want to go the braun breaker route i need this is me just being a dick i need braun breaker to come out like 96 97 rocky mayavia like I want pineapple haircuts. I want the blue. <laughs> I want the blue whatever he was wearing. Uh, the tassels. I want the whole thing. Like give me it all. Like totally. And I need like Michael Cole to be like, and there's a blue chip right there. Like I need the whole thing. <laughs> Bra- Bra- Bronny Steiner via. Ronnie Steiner, yeah, no, or that, or he comes out in the chainmail, he- the chainmail headpiece that uh, that his uncle would wear all the time, which I thought was a dope look, for, and I still think it's a dope look. I put my two K character in that chainmail headpiece all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I really do. But uh, if we go do five, I think Randy Orton's a great because he's a face and he's a legend, and he'll come back as a face no matter what. Um, but I. T- what if it's Jade Cargill? Like, wh- like what if? Like, what if? <laughs> I mean, all the hype up. I mean, that's one way to debut her. <laughs> yeah. Workings. Seriously, I mean, there's they're hyping up Jade a lot, and I feel like rightfully so. She's money. Like she is. She's money. She 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 will print money in whatever she does. Um. But at some point, it becomes like a money in the bank thing. You keep dragging it out and dragging it out and dragging it out that you're going to forget about it. And like, you got to kind of strike when the iron's hot. But then again, I also understand that WWE wants to make sure that a talent like Jade is shown in a proper fashion, you know, and they're not going to try to embarrass this high profile signing. Be it as in May, Survivor Series War Games would be his. Like, if she becomes the, like, there's essentially the lone survivor in War Games against the win and just, like, bodies all these dudes. Like, how 
ridiculous would that be? That would be the moment where she just peaks in WWE. And <laughs> like literally she'll just mouth the words, TK. And that's it. Just, just, just the arms out being like, look what you missed out on, bitch. Dude, I can see Tony like, he, Tony would be happy and crying at the same time. he's like it's so beautiful we should have renegotiated (laughs) (laughs) yes you should have but the problem is that she looks at the women's division it's like oh I gotta go to a place where there's a better women's division well WWE seems to be doing better let's do that what about TNA WWE it is (laughs) yeah I guess we're calling it TNA now because we're never just going to call it Impact anymore since the rebrand I I didn't call it anything else besides DNA. I refuse to call it Impact because it was just one of those things where, and I've mentioned this before, that I feel like Mick Foley drags down TNA quite a bit during his run. Mm. And I'm watching the shows. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is not as good as I remember it being. (laughs) But that'll be for later on, and I'll make an announcement about the future of Brace for Impact going into 2024. Yes. Yeah, keep, keep that thought in mind. But let's move on to some other stuff. It's continuing the, uh, the gang warfare. Uh, damage control is five people. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Damage triads at this point. Who knows? Uh, listen, Kyrie Sane, best, best elbow in the business. I like how she's still Kyrie, but there's a little bit more of a grit to her. Thank you, New Japan for allowing us to to have Kyrie evolve. Uh, to me, this clear... And Asuka joining was kind of... You had to see it coming. Uh, but still, I everybody kind of always wanted Asuka, EO, and Kyrie to kind of be a thing. Not just because they're Asian, just because that would be an awesome faction. To me, at mm-hmm. least. Um so, like, you know, this this kind of makes sense, but this also screams war games. Like, this also screams, Damage Control has made five people just for war games, and they might split up after this. That is my prediction with that. So, with that being said, so let's say, let's say Damage Control, Team Damage Control is women's war games. Because women's war games is going to happen. Like, that is a guarantee, because EO Sky, EO is going to jump off of something big, like the top of the war games case. That's what EO does. Look at NXT. So, Nate, I'm going to give this to you. Um, name the five women that go up against damage control in war games. That's a tough one. I'll count them for you. All right. So I think right now that we're going to put in because she has to be in War game matchup. Oh, that's a Charlotte Flair one. Yep, that's Charlotte's one. Uh, Bianca Belair. Two. I'm also trying to think about who the other women are on the SmackDown roster right now. Um, Just because she is a face, I'll throw in Zelina Vega. Interesting call. She's got her own issues to deal with. Well, I mean, does she, though? Because... There's a part of me that thinks that it's because of a certain 619 member that kind of brought it on, but that's that's beside the point. We'll get so. to that in a second. But yeah, so you got three. Um She's gotta make she's gotta make a comeback sometime. Oh wait, that's right. Shotzi's gonna be involved in that. That's four. Um Who's your fifth? That's a big one. Who's the fifth? 
I've heard people say Becky Lynch, but I say give it to Mia Yim. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I, I, I like that idea of giving it to Mia. Um, I, I like that a lot. Uh, I don't know how Zelina fits. I also wouldn't know how Becky would fit either. And I, I because we, I think it's been well documented, the animosity, the real life animosity between Becky, Rebecca Quinn, and Charlotte Ashley Flair. <laughs> You know, and like that almost played out very horribly on TVs. Remember the title exchange ceremony? Um, you know, Boy, yeah, yeah, ugh, yeah, very bad TV. Um, so I don't know if that would even be a possibility at this point in time. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, because like, I say, go ahead. if they like the whole like brand warfare deal, I could see it, but. Mm -hmm. I think that with them now having general managers that are establishing, no, we have brands, we have our exclusive people, they need to do it. It just, it just makes more sense to keep it that exclusive deal. So if you have it to where it's like brand exclusivity, Raw gets men's war game, SmackDown gets women's, I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm least. all for it too. But if they try to like, you know, put somebody from a different brand in there, then they're basically saying, we're still saying F you to the brand split. <laughs> and people have complained about that. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting, uh, especially with, uh, with, with everything that's, that's going to go down with, especially with the Raw's, the biggest, the biggest TV deal that's still in, in link in limbo is the raw deal. Because NXT has a new home, excuse me, um, NXT has a new home, NXT, uh, NXT, uh, SmackDown has a new home, we're just waiting for Raw's new home, if they even are going to get a new home, uh, so that'll be very interesting, Dakota Kai, oh, good call, good call, Sir Charles, welcome to the show, Dakota Kai is not healthy yet, Dakota Kai will not be ready for War Games, so that, because I, I forgot, that knee is real messed up, um, so that actually, t it could, it could be women's form four. Okay. Which, Ben, if you eliminate Zelina, that makes sense. Yes, yes. Okay, totally forgot that. Thank you for that addition, Charles. That's right, Dakota Kai is not going to be ready until, I think, ne early next year. Like, we're talking, like, middle WrestleMania season next year, she'll be wrestling. Like, if she wrestles now, it would be really weird. Because from what I've, what I've heard, that knee is tore up from the floor up. Like, it's not looking good for her. I'm hoping it's not a situation where it ends her career because... I don't think it is. It's just one of those things that they're just like, take your time. I, I hope so. But you know, at the same time, I feel like with the different person at the helm, I feel more confident that Dakota Kai is not going to be asked, okay, so you got about three months of recovery. We're going to put you on tonight. It's fucking Zylee. Yeah. Oh, why? Why? Oh, it's fine. It's just going to be like one kick. And then one kick later, her knee is still messed up. I love the Zia Lee run. She's becoming the new Mike Tyson, and I freaking love it. Justice for <laughs> Zia. Um, that would be great. So let's move on. So it could be it could be a women's four on four, too, which would be very, very interesting. Uh, also, more gang stuff. And now we have infighting between <laughs> between the one gang. Yeah, I love this photo, too. Um, Santos, if we all watched Crown Jewel, deliberately deliberately, and no one can tell me different, deliberately left those brass knuckles there to take out Ray. 
Now, I'm not saying he's in cahoots with Logan Paul, who is trying to pawn off the United States Championship. Um, he literally brought the U.S. title to a pawn shop and tried to get it appraised. <laughs> <laughs> but this seems to be a bigger story. Kayfabe aside, Rey Mysterio needed knee surgery, and so you wrote him off. But this was coming anyways, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest with you, Nate, I like it. I always thought... NXT Santos, when he was running Legato, uh, was a fantastic character. And the LWO thing was perfect. It was good. But I, I think looking back at it now, um, raise out to 2024. Yeah, knee surgery takes a long time. Uh, I think looking at it now, it kind of, and maybe they felt like it wasn't ready, but it kind of pushed that Santos character to the side. And he kind of became, kind of just became a guy. You know, where in NXT, you look at Santos and you're like, this could be the guy. Instead of a guy, he could be the guy. Um, and now hopefully this gives Santos a, sh a, a time to shine, especially as a very cool kind of Don Santos Escobar that he was cultivating in NXT. Um, and, you know, get knee surgery, Ray. Do what you need to do. Uh, what do you think of Santos potentially taking the helm here? Love it. I think that Santos definitely needed a bit of a rebrand. And I do think that we are eventually going to get probably Santos versus Rey Mysterio on a big time pay-per-view. Uh, probably not at WrestleMania if that's going to be knee surgery because we've, <laughs> we know our history with Rey and uh, knee surgeries and they, like we said, take a while. Yes, they do. And it's kind of funny that now I'm just realizing, oh, well, so when Rey Mysterio loses big, it's because he's got to get surgery on his knee. Oh, my gosh, this is a weird trend. At this <laughs> he lost his world title because he needed to get knee surgery. Oh, well, he lost this title because he needed knee surgery. Oh, he's got he's losing this big matchup. But why is he knees? Knees. Oh, got it. <laughs> no, but it's it's good. It's good. I think Ray did what he needed to do with uh with with LWO and they're, they're great and let's see what to do when Santos kind of takes the helm it should be different but you know uh let's give Santos some time to shine what's up I will say this that if they make this faction a heel that may be a problem because they're always going to be overshadowed by the bloodline that is true it is possible that Santos could go out on his own which I kind of don't like um, but I mean, the big thing here is like, what is Carl, what are, what's the thing with him and Carlito? That's, that's the big kind of thing you have to solve at the moment to see where this is going to go. And yeah. I like it. I like it. Carlito versus Santos. I'm all for it. Uh, let's, let's move on and let's actually shift gears. Uh, to what we all came here for probably what we all came here for. Uh, but yeah, it's AEW Full Gear is happening uh, this week, and it's actually happening on Saturday. And I don't remember any time where an AEW pay-per-view has actually been on a Saturday. I like the move. Uh, but however, because it's on Saturday, a couple of things are changing. Uh, usually, Saturday is filled up with this show called AEW Collision. So Collision... Collision is not happening on Saturday. What's going to happen? Oh, no. What's going to happen is that on Friday night, you are getting Rampage 
and collision. Oh, it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, on Friday night, you are getting Rampage and Collision leading into full gear the next day. Um, Be it as it may, this is late breaking. This happened a little bit earlier. Um, This happened a little bit uh, earlier, a couple of hours ago before we started recording. It has been revealed via Tony Khan's Twitter. So Tony Khan tweeted again that he allegedly, he allegedly has a big name signee that is going to be showing up full gear week. And I believe it's going to be on Friday. Um, Collision versus SmackDown. I know who's winning that one. Um, so Tony Khan says he has a big wrestling name coming to LA to sign their contract to become an official member of AEW. And it's somebody who was well respected already within the AEW locker room and is heralded, according to Tony Khan, as a top performer in the industry. That's all he said. Um, he probably said too much already because why would you ruin your own surprise, Tony? But whatever. Um, I know who I don't want it to be, but I have no idea who it could be. But I'm going to leave that to you, Nate, to even and you guys in the chat too. throw out some guesses about who it could be. Uh, but who do you think, as I almost throw a pen, um, who do you think is Tony Khan's Big signing in LA at the Kia Forum, which is a historical uh, place in and of itself. But who is Tony Khan's big signee this weekend? I do know that if it's all red at everything, I will lose my shit. If and- it is Eva Marie, I will be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> Listen, folks, so let's bring the camera on me. All right. There is nothing I love more than seeing the IWC burn to the ground and Eva Marie heralded as a top performer in the industry and signing her contract in LA on AEW TV would make me cry tears of joy as one of the greatest things I've ever seen in the history of wrestling just because I want to see the IWC burn to the ground. And that would start the flames off once again. Carl Malone would be hysterical as well. Great call, Charles. Oh, 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 that is an interesting one. Our smiley. It's Hulk Hogan. It's not Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> We don't need more BS in wrestling. Come on. Yeah, and I and I knock on wood. I do not believe it is Mercedes either, um, as well. But I didn't think about this. What if it's Dolph? Hmm. Smiley said it's the show off. I have not thought about Dolph. Some people said Punk. It's not Punk. Um, <laughs> uh, or Sheldon Benjamin. That's also a good guess, Smiley. Sheldon fits Tony's M.O., I think. Uh, Mustafa Ali, I don't think Mustafa's showing up on AEW. Oh. Not right now. Uh, I'd love to see it be Sammy Callahan. I think that'd be a good one. Sammy Callahan's character fits AEW's, um, AEW's product really well. Sammy I, Callahan I, would be great. 
I would love to just see, like, right off the bat, Sammy Callahan just come out. Moxie's just trying to be buddy-buddy to him, and Sally Cannon just, like, no, just pile drives him and just be him, like, it's not happening. Sammy Callahan, John Moxley, here you go. There's your 2024 feud of the year. <laughs> Honestly, I know I know a, um, I know a couple of people who are diehard Mox fans and also diehard Sammy Callahan fans who would have a hard time trying to pick between the two. <laughs> Callahan uh, Mustafa is out in freelance wrestling okay um, <laughs> Perk Angle it's not Perk Angle <laughs> <laughs> that is different from Kurt Angle that is, let's let's get that clear there is Kurt Angle and there is Perk Angle I do know the difference Fred. There is a, there are two completely different monsters <laughs> okay and I don't think either of them are showing up on AEW uh, this weekend. I, I Dolph, I think is a, is a good one. Uh, Sheldon's makes sense. Sammy Callahan is a good one as well. Um, who else would just be just like out there? Watch it be like Dana Brooke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, you know all of them. Um, you, you know, it just reaches a point where when he says special announcement. You're gonna get either something good or utter disappointment. So I'm not throwing that. I'm not. I'm not throwing that away. Where being like, oh, it's it's not Dana Brooks. Like you know what? At this point, Tony Khan doesn't know how to do a special announcement anymore. It's probably gonna be a disappointment. Here's the thing with Tony Khan special announcement: they're not special anymore. No, because they happen every week. They happen all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I mean, Osprey is also a good guess as well because Osprey is still out there, and Osprey is now open to being more confined to the states. Mm-hmm. Um, which good for him. Flip is not going to CMLL. I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off, and I really don't care. Um, speaking of CMLL in Mexico, <laughs> it goes against everything Tony said as a well-respected wrestler in the industry. Uh, what if it's Tessa Blanchard? Oh boy, that. I think other than Eva Marie, that would be the moment where the IWC would just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Eva Marie would be funny. Like, let's, let's get this straight. Eva Marie would be funny, and I think that would be great. Tessa Blanchard would would actually be very problematic for a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, Osprey's contract ends in February. He can still sign an intent and not show up on AEW TV for a very, very long time until the end of February. Uh, it also gives him time to drop both of his freaking IWGP belts. <laughs> I, I will tell you this, Ricky. I do have a quick story to tell you that's even related. Oh, please so, do. So I don't know if you remember this. Back at WrestleMania 32, the final Raw, where yeah. uh, t- like it was like Team... Total Divas versus Team Team Bad and Blonde. That's what it was. Oh, that was the pre-show match. I was I was in the state. I was in the arena for that match. That was Brie Bella's uh, retirement match, kind of. Um, so that raw that raw where we were just trying to figure out like some of the like who's going to be like the final member of Team uh, Total Divas. I yeah. just remember sitting there with my friends. And I said, I have a horrible feeling that's Eva Marie. And they're and my friends are just kind of like you know I don't think she's gonna be that ready for it. As soon as we heard the music, <laughs> and she comes out, we literally 
one friend is freaking out. The other friend leaves the room and he is silent for the rest of the night. For me, I was at first like awestruck and like thinking what the hell just happened. But then about 10 minutes later, I had a laugh attack. I literally <laughs> laughing for like five minutes straight and I just couldn't stop. I was broken at that point. <laughs> so that would be another moment where it's like, you want to see me die? Have Tony Khan sign Eva Marie to AEW. Listen, I, in in some instances, I feel bad for Eva Marie because she was never given a chance from the jump. Um, and I think with the right time out of the camera she probably would have done really well i i do say I, I will say this that her second run in wwe when they just played up the whole shtick was amazing loved every moment of it um when they just played up the fact that she's just like ridiculous and can't really wrestle and like have, finds ways to win i was like that's a great run it's a great run for her um but hey more power dear she's doing her own thing what if it's mandy rose speaking of people to cons that's a it's possible like mandy rose did a dumb thing and got fired um as far as her contract went you know what i mean um financially it was great for her she's making crap tons of money but as a character perspective right when she got fired she would be great. Like, that character is a great character. She finally found her stick, and she unfortunately got fired because she did a contractually dumb thing. Uh, I would love her for her first line to be like, I got fired because I was too hot for their television show. Honestly, that's a great, that's a great opening line for her. That would be a great opening line for her. Just call it out. Say what it is. She's a hot bitch. Like, just call it what it is. <laughs> you know? Um, Mandy would be a good would be a good one, I think, for them. And she, she has a, what was that, what was that thing called with uh, Mandy, Paige, and Sonia? Was it Absolution or something like that? It was ever. <laughs> yeah, it was Absolution. <laughs> oh, Absolution reunion with her and Paige. Exactly. Tony signs OnlyFans itself. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, we can go all and on about this, but Full Gear is happening this week, and it's on a Saturday at the Kia Forum, one of the, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a local landmark uh, for LA. The Showtime Lakers are there. A lot of legendary concerts have been there at the Kia Forum. Uh, pretty awesome historical venue that AEW is going to be doing this show and over a series of shows in, uh, and they have about nine matches on this card. Uh, and the first match we're going to talk about is the main event, which is will probably be the main event. The AEW world title is going to be on the line. MJF, the reigning AEW world champion versus former IWGP heavyweight champion, the Switchblade Jay White. Uh, this is what the show is supposed to be built off of. This, I mean, we have Jay White being a natural heel that he is. MJF being a face, which I'm still kind of struggling with him as a face because i think it's because i know too much of his of his hometown stuff because be, both being from long island we kind of have the stereotypes about each other um so i don't know if i drop MJ, if mjf drops here or he drops later especially with his contract coming up and i know i talked about this like i think last week or so uh but i'm on a hard time with this was like 
the big question here is when do you have MJF relinquish this? You don't like you don't want a CM Punk incident. You don't want him holding the title hostage while he renegotiates a contract. Like you don't want to do that. Like if Tony Khan should learn from anything, you should learn from that. So when do you and all you know the Montreal screw job and all that stuff. Uh so when do you when do you comfortably let go of this title? MGF has been carrying this company significantly well as a very homegrown talent, as one of the better homegrown talent champions uh, that AEW has had. There hasn't been many of them um, in the world title scene, at least. But you have Jay White, who can play a great heel, and what makes a good babyface is a great heel, because uh, a good babyface is really good in the chase. So I don't know here, but I feel like they're going to go safe here. And my prediction, before we move on to you, is that MJF retains here, but he loses soon afterwards. That's what I'm going to go with. Nate, what about you? I'm going to give you the perfect prediction right here. So, Oh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> MJF is going to retain via shenanigans from the devil themselves mm -hmm. and here's what's going to happen is that mjf is going to somehow get the diamond ring smash jay white in the head with it one two three it's over afterwards two devils are going to pick up jay toss him out of the ring look at mjf pull off their masks and it's going to be revealed to be Will Tereshaw and Kay Murphy, we know it's you two. We know it's you two. That's why you're not on the show, damn it. Stop playing this game. Will and, Will and Kay are not the devils. Kay is an angelic being. Will might be the devil. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Will, Will, might, Will might actually be the devil. I can't, I can't speak so ill of, of, of Mix Murphy, of Kay, Kay Fabe. Um... <laughs> So I, I, when you were talking about the dynamite diamond ring, I was like, "Wow, what a, what a like they they had like, I when AW first started, there was I thought the dynamite battle royal and the dynamite diamond ring was gonna be something of significance, and it's not <laughs> like." There, like, there's no, there's no lore around it. There, you know, there's nothing there. Um, and so why even use it at this point? It's kind of just one of those things, like, if you've been watching AEW from the beginning, you know what the Dynamite Diamond Ring is about. And it's about nothing is what it is. It's just there. Like, MGF doesn't, I feel, in my opinion, I feel like MGF doesn't play up the ring enough. Like, he never really brings it up. He doesn't really talk about it. Like, it should be this ongoing... It should be, like... It should be as iconic as Regal's Brass Nugs. Or Foley Sacco. You know, I could pull a dick move and say that that's the only diamond ring that he's going to have on his life ever, but... <laughs> 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 it's out there now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> True. Uh, but, yeah, I... <laughs> It, I, so are we are we, we're going MGF here by nefarious oh. means because that's what MGF is going. But the bigger question is, as you kind of already alluded to, who is the devil? It, it's Will. We know it's Will. I let's, mean, let's... yes, yes. But in <laughs> in the, in terms of AEW's kayfabe, it is not Will. Um, but who who could legitimately be the devil? 
I've had a lot of people that have given like their ideas for it. Some people have said that Adam Cole's faking it and it's going to be him, to which I say, you know, I would believe that except for the x-rays. But there's also yeah, part that of that foot is jacked up. It's one of those things where it's like, how crazy would it be if Adam Cole was able to find a way to make this x-ray look legit, like it just looked like it was just jacked up? Mm-hmm. And he comes back and he was faking the injury the whole time, to which I'd be like, that would be one of the greatest swerves in all of wrestling. It um, would. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where... You have somebody who's kind of like a smaller build, so some people might say like, oh, Samoa Joe's the mastermind. It's like, well, you're going to pull a Rikishi on here now. Where he's just like, <laughs> he's like, I did it for the devil. I did it for Wendy. If he said it for Wendy, that would be great TV. <laughs> it, it's a different Wendy. It's somebody from like New Japan who, <laughs> who it doesn't even relate. But um I don't know. It is probably one of the best mysteries in AEW right now is who the hell is the devil right now? Because it should be MJF because he has called, proclaimed himself as the devil. But I don't know if he can replicate himself. That's uh, that's my thing. Um, because I felt we solved this issue with MJF, with him being the devil. I thought that was known that he was the devil. And so it confuses me that the devil is now showing up again, which kind of makes for good. That's that's the reason we're here. <laughs> you know, if MGF said he was the devil and MGF has already done his entrances, he did a devil style entrance when he first returned, you know. Um, but now you have another devil. So like, it, I, like I, for a reason, I thought like we solved this issue already. I, I sadistically kind of hope it... But I don't want it to happen. But this this has, if done incorrectly, this has the potential of being the higher power storyline. I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, and it's the whole, it was me, Austin, it was me all along. And it'd be like, reveal as MJF, it was me, it was me all along. But like, we know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, we know it's you. Um, with Adam Cole... Uh, I mean, it's very easy to fake an x-ray if you if you don't know what to look for. You can easily Google some x-ray stuff, and that would make sense. However, just being from Comic-Con, Adam Cole was supposed to appear, and Adam Cole didn't show up. You know? <clears throat> and I don't know about you, but I don't think a wrestler would miss, on a, miss out on a Comic-Con paycheck if they weren't really injured. Hey, <laughs> I did that at Double or Nothing. What's you up? Was- he was supposed to do that meet and greet, but he didn't show. Mm. So, day. Hey, so, I mean, you never know. Um, oh my God, it's it is not Vince. Is the oh, <laughs> if Vince was the <laughs> devil, somehow Ariel Armani bought <laughs> AEW under Tony Khan. That would be the greatest thing ever. Let's have Vince just be the devil. Yeah, right. Oh, what if it's Kyle O'Reilly? Hmm. Maybe Kyle's finally back. Maybe. You know, I mean, you know what it is with AEW? Their roster is so big, and everybody that they've signed or not signed, even though the Bunny's not signed anymore. Um, 
everybody that's signed doesn't always show up on AEW TV. Sometimes the relegated is ROH, who doesn't have a TV deal, uh, which is a bad move because I don't want to watch Rampage. I'd rather watch Ring of Honor. Uh, you know. And so you don't really see them. It's kind of like it's it's hard to establish who's where in AEW. A lot of the time, it's a lot of people are just on both shows, and you don't see everybody else in the undercard. I don't even know if Dark or Dark Elevation is still going on at this point. So there, it's not. It's kids. not. Yeah, there. But there's so many people on the roster that you never really see that it could legitimately be anybody, except for Captain Insano. There's no way that's Captain Insano. Oh, I, I forgot about that. They're having that. They're having that street fight tonight on AEW. <laughs> they are. Yeah, the the one sponsored by Sega, the Like a Dragon street fight, and I was like, oh my god! And then I was like, WWE does the same stupid thing. Um, <laughs> you know, this is the big match Kenny Omega was hyping up that his partnership with Sega. Um, but <laughs> if Big Show came out tonight as Captain Insano, I would give this week's five stars uh because he is going to do a street fight and, and all of that stuff uh but yeah no the devil could literally be anybody if it's mjf i feel like that's it's kind of a slap in the face um so it's got to be somebody big maybe it's roddy maybe I, it, like you said it's one of those things where they have their bloated it's so roster. bloated maybe it's yeah. andrade like who knows <laughs> Maybe it's Miro. <laughs> it could be. It, it could be Lana for all we know. <laughs> it, it could be Lana, or what? A, is she? Is she going by Lana? Or she, she can't go by Lana. Is she going by CJ Perry? I think for some reason I'm always going to call her Lana, even though she is now going by her real name of CJ Perry. <laughs> yeah, I, Lana sounds a lot better. Um, CJ Lana Perry. <laughs> it is not George Bush. Stop it, what? Charles. Charles is just being an antagonist for the sake of being an antagonist. He has a he has the week off. Um so I, I, I don't know. It's gonna remain a mystery. Uh I've for for as a betting man, I'll go I'll go Roddy, because give Roddy something to do. Fair enough. Yeah. Um just just to see how the IWC will react, I'm gonna say it's Tony Khan. Just as a giant troll to MJF. <laughs> and Fred's official pick is Aubrey. I'll read a rap. <laughs> hey, there's history there, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, the, again, there is some weird history there. Maybe it's Renee Young. Uh, but let's move on. We can do this all day. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining that. Or Renee Paquette, my my fault. It's not Renee Young. Um, it could be Coach. It could be Jonathan Coachman because Coach has been talking some shit about WWE for a while, for a couple of days now. Um, but let's move on to this. AEW Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida, the AEW Women's Champion, versus one of the most over characters currently in all of pro wrestling. I don't know how she pulled it off because I thought she was an outcast, but now she was timeless in the black and white motif here. Um, timeless Tony Storm in LA. And I feel so bad for Hikaru Shida. She just got this belt back, I feel like. <laughs> and I... You gotta get Tony's doing great work. It's weird. It is such a wrestling good job. Like this wouldn't work anywhere else in entertainment, but in wrestling, this gimmick works. And Tony's doing a great job. It is such a wrestler's gimmick and a wrestling fan's gimmick. And this is one of those things you got to put the belt on her. 
to see what you do is like it, it writes us out they're in la she's playing a uh hollywood blonde from the golden era the quote-unquote golden era of hollywood it would be a disservice to have her lose in la it would probably make sense because i don't see like here's like i don't think hikaru Shida's is a strong enough heel uh you know, and but you can. I just feel like the iron's hot with Tony and the giver of this world title. That's just what I feel. Um, timeless Tony is one of the greatest things on AEW TV. I'll give you that. So I, I'm gonna go with Timeless Tony. What do you What do you think here, Nate? Timeless title run. That's all you really need, Tony Storm. For I'm the sold. Win. I'm sold. I am completely. A t- timeless title run is. It's got to be like a six-month reign, too. Like, I, she's got to go for a long time. You know, she's got to go for a long time. And I feel bad for Hikaru because I like Hikaru I've liked her ever since she debuted. I think she's a fantastic talent, but you just ran into a, you just ran into a freight train in Timeless Tony Storm, and, like, that that train's not stopping for anybody. <laughs> you know? Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, give it, give it to Tony. Damn it. Uh, Moving on to a match that I actually think might steal the show. It is a Texas death match in Los Angeles. Uh, It is a Texas death match. (laughs) Texas death match in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a Texas death match in Los Angeles. Uh, Hangman Adam Page, uh, the most forgotten person of the elite, versus Swerve Strickland. And I guess it's it's, uh, Hangman versus Swerve 2 in a Texas death match. Listen, I, I talked about how much I love Hangman Adam Page, and I think he kind of is lost in the sauce and all that is AEW, which is very unfortunate. Uh, yes, death match, quote unquote, because it's not a real death match for 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 reasons, <laughs> for reasons. Um, but I, outside of Swerve's really weird sidekick, I forgot his name at this point. Uh, the no, I forgot the Swerve character and the freedom that he's gotten, which I don't think he would have gotten this much freedom under the regime when he was, you know, released and let go of in WWE. But the freedom he's gotten to develop and become this persona and it's kind of this larger than life figure. And it's it's a very unique character that we haven't really seen on such a platform as AEW slash WWE. It hasn't been. Like, this is a character you might see played by, uh, you know, an African-American performer on the indies and get pretty over. But then you go to an, a WWE in particular and they might do a total rebrand of them, you know. And Swerve has gotten the freedom. It's a per- this is a very possible Swerve has gotten the freedom to really develop his character around his persona. And he's a big music head and all of that stuff. Um, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy. We were talking about earlier his uh, his progression since Lucha Underground of, of how he's become. I've seen him perform. He's fantastic. And, I mean, Hangman kind of Texas Deathmatch type thing. I think Swerve takes it. That, that's just me. What are your thoughts here, Mr. Nate? I think that Hangman Page is going to continue his streak of Deathmatch wins, and he's going to pull out the victory here to tie it up. And... They'll maybe do some big blow-off match at World's End, whatever that event's called at the end of the year. That AEW. I think it's state. It's World's End, I think. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's 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 all Long Island. I should know this, but I don't. Um, I, well, I will say this: that Hangman definitely makes the death match gimmick work. 
he definitely finds a way to make it very brutal and very um, very well done. And I think that Swerve is just that extra ingredient that is needed to make this matchup even more sadistically brutal. I mean, we've seen what Swerve can do. Holy shit, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can't just go into a crib and scare some kid and not expect to get your ass kicked by a pissed off parent. So. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. This is breaking news because we have, do have people who are watching AEW Dynamite Forest right now as we're recording. Uh, Freds of the Fredsomania podcast has just reported that there was a promo tonight where Adam, or not Adam Page, sorry, Hangman Adam Page, uh, brought up Swerve's firing, Swerve's fiance leaving him, and his kids not talking to him anymore. Oh, buddy. And he also mentioned he Page is also Hangman Adam Page has also said that Swerve will never make it to the big time. I might have to watch this promo at some point. This solidifies my choice that Swerve is going to annihilate Hangman Adam Page on Saturday. If there is a match that I really want to see, it is this match here. Um, especially if those what Fred's is saying those promos are legit. This has become a marquee. Match and I did not know Jessica because he was engaged to Jessica Maya, the former NXT town. I didn't know Jesse left him. That is very big news, uh, and to have that be revealed in a promo is whew, whew, that's a lot. That's a big one. Um, so this has become a much bigger match. Is <laughs> become a much bigger. You know something that I don't know, Smiley, and I'm gonna have to pick your brain about this off air, um, or we can talk about it next week uh, when you're on the show. Surprise, surprise. But yeah, Swerve Page Texas Death Match. This will probably still the show. This is a great AEW style match. Uh, let's move on uh, to another match that could potentially still the show, but I don't think it will. Uh, we have the AEW International Championship. Cassidy Moxley. Two again, they had a great showing the first time. Um, seemed kind of, I mean, it seemed kind of weird that Moxie had dropped so quickly or that Cassie had dropped so quickly or whatever it was. They did, they hot potatoed the international title for a little bit. Um, but now we're doing it again. Everybody's healthy, I think, <laughs> you know, so this should be a fingers crossed. Uh, this should be more definitive. Um, for me, this is a toss-up, and until my mind changes, I'm going to defer to you, Nate, so you can figure this out for me. I'm going to go with Cassidy on this one, because I really don't think that Moxley needs the international title, um, and I feel like there is somebody else that could take the title off of Cassidy and make it get that prestige again. I mean, Cassidy has done a great job with that title, no doubting that. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's another person that can definitely elevate it more on the heel side of things and that's Tenoste Takeshita. So oh, yes. wins here but he's going to drop the belt to Takeshita down the line. I like Takeshita. I've I mean I've watched Takeshita fight. He's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal and uh, the one thing cuz Takeshita's part of Don Callis's family whatever faction Don Callis is calling himself now. Um the one thing that that faction is missing is a champion, legit champion. Um, and I think Takeshka holding the international championship would be great. Absolutely great. Um, 
<laughs> Cassidy upsets a ghost Super Saiyan. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean. I, I, I like your reasoning, so I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy as well. Uh, his best friends are from Long Island, too, so that kind of gives him a little bit of a push. Uh, nothing against Mox, but at this point, what the hell else is Mox going to do with AEW? He's chilling right now. Uh, he'll just go and uh, blade himself in the comfort of his own home. It's fine. It's something like that, you know. It's, you know, it's on, a, on an off day. You know, it's what he does. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on. From this, uh, we've got tag titles. Is that still a thing, folks? Uh, the AEW World Tag Team Championship is in a fatal four-way uh, championship match. We have the House of Black versus FTR versus LFI, Lucha, Lucha, versus the AEW Tag Team Champions in Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And no, folks, you cannot teach that. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill Um Harvey AEW World Tag Team Champion. Like we went from went from Big Cass to Big Bill. There weren't any other names. No. No. I, I guess uh <laughs> I guess Big Bob was taken. Uh Big Joe. Bob's discount uh, furniture. Like what do you want to do? Um I, I think Big Boy would get him in a little bit of uh Copyright trouble. So. Yes, it would. Shout out to uh, shout out to Outcast Andre Three Thousand coming out with an album on Friday, which I'm very excited for. Uh, yeah, yeah, that probably would. Like, I, I don't. Big Bill. I don't know. I like. I love the alliteration. I mean, this is a match for. It's like, hey, everybody's going to get a time to shine type of match. Uh, honestly, in something like this. I'm going to go with the champs. I think Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks, and Big Bill will retain. Uh, FTR is going to give them a run for their money. But I wouldn't be surprised if FTR wins, but I don't think they will. I'm going to go with Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. This, this is just kind of one of those, like, everybody in the pool, it's okay kind of matchups. So Big Absolution is going to win. So He was Kaz XL in, uh, in TNA. That's right. Wasn't he Kaz XL for a little bit? I think he was yeah i think he was there brief little run and then just was like up nope never mind yeah yeah i mean he did have some health issues i think he was getting he became epileptic for a while oh i i I remember i remember reading something like that happened on the indie scene with him and it was pretty scary so like if he's wrestling it pretty much means pretty much means he's healthy so good for him uh you know but uh, you know give him keep let him keep the towels let him be let him be what he was supposed to be years ago We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, yeah, this is also a match. Uh, tag team match. We're in the tag team section of AEW Full Gear. Uh, the battle of the people who kind of started AEW. Uh, the Young Bucks in fighting again with a member of the Elite. Go figure. The Young Bucks are going up against Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, now known as the Golden Jets. And if the Young Bucks beat Omega and Jericho, they have to disband as the Golden Jets. This is a thing. Jericho has created another faction in AEW that he can hold on to, (coughs) even though it's just him and Kenny. And... Just by marketing logic, they just came, and this is this isn't like Y two AJ, which was like a thing for a week. Um, yeah, I I understand, Smiley. Um, they did just come out with some shirts. I think for I think the Young Bucks take a loss in a, in, I know it's rare for them to do that, but I think the Bucks take a loss, 
uh, at this point. And the Golden Jets, the Golden Jets become a thing for a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm just Golden Jets. <laughs> but I'm going to go give a golden shower to this match. <laughs> Even though I know it's going to be awesome, it is. But it, it's going to be fun, yeah, we'll give it that. You also have to remember that we had the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, which stole the show at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best matches of the year. This one... I have less confidence in. And it's not saying that this is going to be a bad match. It's just not as good. We've seen, unfortunately, Jericho having a bit of uh, issues wrestling sometimes. So he's definitely slowing down, in all honesty. So I think that's one of the reasons why. Plus, this weird story about the Young Bucks are just like, oh, why is he in our locker room? Oh, why is this that? Why is that? We're going to whine like a couple of babies. Dude, stop. You were you were jobbed out to the Miz and Morrison. Get over it. <laughs> just stop. Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho. One of the greatest, one of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that shirt because uh, it was so funny. Um, so, so funny. The Golden Jets exploded revolution. Sure, that, let's do that. Let's have them a mini run. Let's. They got to do something, right? There'll be EVPs or whatever. Yeah, just let's let them do something. Uh, let's move on. Move on to this. Uh, more tags up this time in a trios form. We have the TNT champion. I put that in air quotes. TNT champion Christian Cage. Oh no, he is legit. He oh, he is legit, legit now. Okay. Sorry for that. So you have the TNT champion Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Uh, versus uh, the rated R superstar Adam Copeland, formerly had an edge, uh, versus Grandpa Stang and his grandson Darby Allen in, <laughs> <laughs> in a trios match. This is another interesting, fun match. Um, edge, Christian, Sting being Sting, Darby being like it, it matches up all really well. Um, I can't I can't call him Adam Copeland because it's like that's your real name. Uh Edge. Team Team Edge and Sting will win. I mean you have Edge, you have Adam Copeland or Edge debuting a couple weeks ago or about a month or so ago. Sting is literally on his retirement tour. That's what he tells us. Yeah. It's LA, it's a big market. It's probably the last time. Uh what is I don't even know Christian's Christian has a legit stable at this point. It's just Christian. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like it's just Christian, and everybody else is in the background. Yeah, it's Christian and Christian and the and whomever. Christian and the dinosaur, I guess. Um, <laughs> Christian with dinosaur and a little boy who doesn't have a dad. Oh, yeah, Christian and the Dino Nuggets. Uh, we'll just call it that. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree that team grandpa, dad, and son win. It is like it is grandpa yeah, no, yeah, grandpa, dad, and son, yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean listen, it's probably the last time Sting's gonna be performing in LA. Give him the freaking win. I'd give it to him. I might show up to World's End just because I see Sting, because I've never seen Sting wrestle. I've seen Sting in the Hall of Fame, but I've never seen Sting wrestle. Watch Edge Heel turn for no reason. Yeah, probably. No, probably. Let's see that. Probably. Come on, Edge and Christian working together, awesome. And if it's really called, if, if Christian's thing is really called the patriarchy, Jesus Christ, he watched too much Barbie movie. Is <laughs> <laughs> what that's telling me. Uh, but let's move forward. Uh, so we have 
uh, the TBS Championship because that's oh, it's, it's a triple threat. That's it, is it is a triple threat. The TBS Championship, Julia Hart, Chris Statland, and we do know the winner of this as this just happened on AEW TV tonight. It is going to be Sky Blue. So Julia Hart, Chris Statland, oh, Sky Blue, um, who is going full dark dark sky. Uh, from what Mr. Fretz has also reported as well. Uh, she's going full Dark Sky uh, for the TBS title, uh, triple threat match. This is very interesting, um, especially because when I was researching this match, I was like, oh, yeah, Julia Hart's wrestling now? Oh, yeah, Chris Statlander still has that title. Like, after Jade left, this title has just gone by the wayside. It, it like it really has, and it's a shame. Um, it, it really is a shame because there's a Chris, Chris Statlander's a great talent, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Julia Hart uh, has a great entrance. I've never seen Julia Hart wrestle. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, Sky Blue and Red Velvet are big upcoming talents, and there's just not been a lot of talk about this TBS title once Jade left, which should tell you something. Um, if you're paying attention to it. So in with that being said, I see no reason myself to have Chris Statlander drop this belt at all. I think she keeps it for a while. I think I think that's the best thing possible right now. You haven't I don't Sky Blue's coming up, but she's not built up yet. Julia Hart is a name, but she's still hasn't really been be like, I, I I don't see her as someone like, oh, I can put a belt on her yet. I think you keep it with Stad. No, I agree with that. And it's really weird when they try to like bleed some of these stories from like collision to uh, dynamite. And it's like, there's no, there's no explanation for it. Some people are just like, why is this happening? Why? The announcer's even going to announce it. No, no, it's just we're as shocked to see this as you are. It's like, <laughs> just watch your own product? What the hell? Yeah, I mean, I got to give I, I gotta give it the stat for right now. Give it to the alien girl. She yeah, deserves it. Give it the stat. Let her, let her do something with this. You know, let her, let her actually do something, create something. Like, you, you got to give these women, you got to give them something a storyline, give Stat a storyline to, to to actually be like a fighting and defending champion or make something of it. You know, I get Timeless Tony is a huge thing and that's doing a lot, but you got like, there's other women that you need to utilize this belt for and that's why the belt is supposed to be there. Um, but what do we know? Uh, you know, we are just... We just watch the product and we give our opinions. We ju- we're just commentating. No one should pay us for anything at all, obviously. Uh, then you have, obviously, Zero Hour v. the opening match. <laughs> uh, yeah, during the pre-show, Zero Hour is happening. And guess what? MJF is wrestling because MJF is still one half of the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Because remember, folks, Ring of Honor is still a thing, if you forgot, even though none of our champions are wrestling currently. Uh, most of our champions aren't wrestling. I'll say not none, but most aren't wrestling. Uh, MGF is still a Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, and I feel so bad anytime Ring of Honor is mentioned on AEW because they've been to- they've totally shafted them, in my opinion. Uh, and in order for MGF to keep his world title, world tag team titles, he has to defend. 
his titles because, you know, there's that weird rule that they like to implement in wrestling from time to time. Um, so he's going up against the guns and he's going to have a mystery partner or he might go at it, at it alone. So do we get a really big surprise during Zero Hour? AW is kind of notorious for this with the Casino Battle Royals and whoever the Joker is are usually big surprises. Um, but who is... MJF's partner, even if he get, if he gives himself a partner. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's going to be Joe. I'm not even going to be surprised at the that The king point. of TV? <laughs> well, he's not king of TV anymore. That's he, right. He just vacated the title for whatever reason. Some people are like, oh, well, I like it. It's like, no, no. Let him fucking get put somebody over, damn it. Yes, he put MJF over a few weeks ago. Now let him put somebody else over because Samoa Joe's good at that. Let Samoa Joe be good at being Samoa Joe, damn it. Mm-hmm. You know what he's also good at? Playing playing characters. Like if you ever watch Swiss and Metal, he's fantastic. Um, it's true. He is a really good character. He's he's a, he's, a, he, he's the body character of Sweet Tooth. Uh, and he apparently is also going to be the voice of King Shark in the new Suicide Squad video game. So he's King Shark and, and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is coming out next year. Um, you know how le- you know how little faith they have in Keith Lee to not have him beat Joe on his birthday. I was, and then have Joe drop the title right on right in front of him after beating I, you. I it was so funny because I literally said to my friends, "I want to see more Keith Lee and Samoa Joe because this was pretty good." And then when Samoa Joe dropped it, I'm like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, they couldn't have just. They couldn't have at least given Keith Lee. I understand. The guy has some health issues, but it seems Potentially, like Potentially, yeah. It seems like he's doing better. But I agree. You couldn't have given like the guy a bone and let him have the T V title for a while because I wonder if he I mean, I know the health issues have been a thing for for Keith Lee historically, and I think that kind of screwed up a lot of his WWE run, besides the fact that he was a little bit difficult. Uh, creatively, which is arguable about some stuff that they wanted him to do and whatnot. Like, I, I kind of get it. Uh, but I wonder if those same things are hindering him in AEW slash ROH. Not the help stuff, because the help stuff is always going to be obviously an ongoing issue, but like his uh, ability to be a collaborator with the with with the writing team and whatnot. I don't think about that, and that is a good point. I mean, sometimes you have to be a team player, but at the same time, if you know something's crap, you definitely should say that it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, you only do one with a pooper scooper. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the, it, 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 there's always that line that you kind of have to toe between like. You know, you gotta you gotta know your limits. You gotta know what you're willing to do, and sometimes you kind of have to make some sacrifices if you want to get to a bigger, bigger platform. And I don't know if Keith Lee is willing to do that. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, go out there, have a good ten minute match, but just know that you're not winning. If somebody's gonna complain about that, it's like, dude, you're still giving ten minutes. You're on TV. Yeah, make the best of TV. You know, but be with us, mate. Back to this tag team title uh, dispute. I don't care who it is. I just need them. Like, if it's Samoa Joe, perfect. Because Samoa Joe, last time he showed up on AEW TV, I don't know if he's on right now, he said he's dropping the 
Ring of Honor television title. He's no longer going to be the king of TV. He's going after the AEW world title. So it would be perfect for Samoa Joe to team with MJF and screw him over so that he drops the world tag team championships to the guns, which there is no reason your main eventer should be doing double duty. Like, I commend you, MJF, for doing this. I think it's great. He's young enough. He has the phys- he has the um, he's healthy enough. He has the physicality to run two big matches in a row like that. Like good for him because he's got a lot of you know you get a lot of downtime. But at some point, you are the main champion of the company. It is. It becomes more and more of a risk every time that he does double duty on these big shows. Risk of injury, risk of something weird happening, you know, and there is no reason for him to garner such a, in my, in my opinion, such a minor storyline as compared to the, to the big storyline. Cause he is the main story of the program of AEW. Why are you doing this? You know, give his ring of honor tag titles. And the spot to either defend or win these tag titles to two other people who could use the time. And it is, and you're right, Mr. Pretz, it is a problem of overexposure. If you want to be the main event or stop doing the opening, like I get you can, you're either first or your last name, you can do both props to you. Uh, but you're the, you're the main event for a reason. You are the highlight of the show for a reason. Why are you overexposing yourself? I do agree with that, Mr. Fretz. So at this point, um, fingers crossed I'm going for the guns. Give the guns something to do. I think they've earned it. What is your official decision here, Nate? I'm going to give it to MJF and Joe just for one reason. Mm -hmm. I don't think they should drop the belts to the guns. Okay. They need to drop it to the kingdom. Fair. Fair. Give it to an actual ROH team. <laughs> yes, I get that. I know. Like, <laughs> Give it to an actual ROH team. Yeah, I get that. Tony Khan, I'm I'm looking I'm looking to be a creative guy. Call me <laughs> Seriously. Honestly, because like I don't know how good I would be creatively in the world of pro wrestling. I have some ideas, obviously. That's why I have a podcast. But if I wanted to, like, take my hand at it and kind of, like, just experiment with it and not kind of have the the pressure of consistently doing stuff on TV, I'd, I'd, run, I'd help be a part of creative for Ring of Honor. Why the hell not? You know? I, just, I mean, we got to give Eddie Kingston something to do. He's the champion, damn it. I love me some Eddie. I'll, I'll work with Eddie all day. <laughs> um... You know, I just feel bad for all those people who are essentially relegated to Ring of Honor because what do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's interesting really because now Athena is on a roll. She's injured, what, right? Is she injured again? I thought she. I I quote me if I'm wrong. I thought she was injured. Uh, oh, she she was. Yeah, I think she, I think it was. Um, God, I think I think it was during a match with Willow Nightingale, maybe. Willow was doing fantastic stuff for a while, too. Um, yeah. It's just one of those weird things where I think that there's, like, this consistent deal where it's, like, an injury happens, Willow's there. <laughs> I'm saying I'm she's the reason they're getting injured. It's just one of those things where, unfortunately, she's in that circumstance where, yeah. where Mercedes got injured, she was in that matchup. Athena got injured, she was in that matchup. It's like, she didn't do anything wrong. It's just one of those things where it's, like, 
bad place, bad time, sad coincidence at this point. Yeah, but at some point, yeah, you've got to get this tag title off of MJF. Yes. Let him just run with this thing as the AEW World Champion had to be the only thing that he has to worry about. Um, please, please, please. But, folks, that is all of the matches that have been scheduled that we know of for Full Gear. Remember, this happening this Saturday um, at uh, at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. Um, find the stream. I'm probably not paying for it. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Find the stream. Or I might be watching college football, depending on my mood uh, that day. Oh, wait. Do I have an event? I actually think I might have an event. I might be somewhere, but I will catch this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to find many excuses. To be no, 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 no. It, it did. Po- I do have a place to go. I do. I do have a prior engagement. I do have to attend. So it's, it's not me being like, oh, I'm going to be away and just making shit up like I do have some place that i have to be at it's, it's just the funniest bit of like build up it's like oh, maybe i could probably watch it no i got a college game day that no i actually got something else that's going on <laughs> i do i I'm, do I'm not, I'm not saying you're making the excuse it's just a funny way that i can that show you my calendar like, right now <laughs> i believe you i'm just saying that the way that that was built up was perfect be it as it may on paper, it looks like a pretty decent card. Um, and so we're going to try to crown this. How good do you think this paper will be? One crowns being the worst thing in the world. Ten crowns being the greatest show of all time. For me, uh, I think that this show will probably do ace. Because I got to... Uh, I got to leave room for whatever AEW bots that might happen. Because I'm so used to being like... Right. <laughs> That's the thing. My my fear with it, my a, a long fear I've had with AEW is that they have a problem sticking the finish. That that's 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 always been my AEW thing is that they don't stick the finish. A lot of the stuff in the middle that they do, great stuff. Um, their match placement is fine, uh, but it's 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 the it's the sticking the finish that sometimes either gets dragged. Or it's not what we expected to, Fritz. Is, is that a seven or a one, Fred? Spell that out for me, because that looks like a one on my screen, but I think that's a seven. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a seven. But so for me, I am going to also give it a seven. Because um, a lot of it is a seven. Okay. A lot of it really depends on, for me, because uh, I, I think the signee reveals himself, reveals themselves, sorry on friday during rampage collision whatever the amalgamation that is so that's gonna be off the table um and that's always a that's always a cheap way to push up uh the rating of a show um but i think if we find out who the devil is on saturday that's gonna make or break this and to be safe for me i'm gonna give it a seven i think the texas death match is gonna steal the show um and i think everything else will will play into but i'm gonna go with a seven officially what do you got for me nate i'm gonna give it a 6.7 because of the fact that you mentioned the fact that there's a lot of points where they could find a way to screw this up and <laughs> unfortunately there are, yes there are some matches that i'm looking at it's like i am not having faith in how they're gonna end this i feel like we mentioned the triple threat for the tbs title that's probably gonna be one of those things where it's like, hey, women are wrestling, but they're not going to give them that much time. It's going to be rushed, yeah. It's, it's going to be bad. Um, the tag team title match, that's going to be rough to watch just because we don't want to see MJF get hurt. Um, trios match, it's kind of there. 
for the four-team matchup again. Everybody in the pool because it's slightly warm. And mm-hmm. don't, that's not pee. Um, <laughs> that's not I will pee. say nice. that I, I feel like there's going to be one more match added, and it's going to be with that signee facing off against somebody. I'll make the prediction it's going to be Nick Nemeth versus RJ City because why not? <laughs> <laughs> RJ City. You better jump that down to a 6.4. Then at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nemeth versus RJ City. Jesus. My God. Um, okay, yeah. So, that's, I mean, listen, full gear should be good. I mean, they are – this is going to be a learning curve. So – you got to put this in perspective as well. For the longest time, AEW had only had maybe four major pay-per-views when they first started. And now, due to money and, you know, their overlords being Warner Brothers or whatever, um, and obviously Warner Brothers is obviously going to try to start pushing live streaming on Max, which they have already started under the Bleacher Report tab, uh, there is... They are transitioning to more of a monthly schedule with pay-per-views. So it's easy to build um, when you only have four to build to throughout the year. It's a completely different monster when you're building from month to month. And that might take some time to do because it's like, all right, story's over. Boom, we got to do something else. You know, so it's it's a little bit more short term, short form. So we will see how that develops with them, uh, especially because they're, they're, they're debuting a lot of new shows very, very quickly. Wrestle Dream, World's End, you know, it's it's all coming pretty fast uh, for for them. And so we'll, we'll see how it works out for them. Uh, so I, I have faith. I have faith. And, you know, their product is becoming a little becoming better. So it's just, you know, you got to. Now you got to really start to smooth out some stuff and try. To, it's it's time for AEW to start taking taking another step in in the right direction. And let, let's see how they do. Let's see how they do. Full gear will be a good good indicator of how things might go. Um, but like I said, folks, that is the end of our show this week. I want to thank again Nate VF and Great for being a part of the show yet again. He is a member of our Wrestle Addict Radio family, uh, host of the Brace for Impact podcast. As you go through, or as you've been going through old Impact slash TNA uh, programs and storylines and different shows, and TNA is now returning officially full time next Thank year. Uh, and I know you're on a bit of a hiatus, as you so well deserve during the holiday season. But what is the future of Brace for Impact going to look like? So. For a lot of people that have noticed, I have not been uploading any episodes for the time being, and that is because of the holiday season. I can announce right now that come 2024, going back on a full schedule, it's going to be every other week. We're going to be talking pay-per-views and such like that. However, to give you guys a little bit of fun stuff, I am going to be trying to create not one, but at least two extra episodes of Brace for Impact that will be released around Thanksgiving time as well as Christmas time because of the fact that I think you guys definitely deserve that. And they're not going to be the typical Brace for Impact episodes. They're going to be a little bit different, so bear with me on that, and I will make the announcer what the episodes are going to be like on social media. So if you don't mind, don't mind Ricky, I'll just plug the social media stuff right now. I was going to give you that time anyway, so go right ahead, sir. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is at Real Effin Game. You can check me out on Instagram as well as on the Twitter or the X, whatever the hell they want to call it. Uh, they don't even know. 
<laughs> the, the, the thing with they used to be a bird, but now it's <laughs> not. Um, definitely check out the, and because of the fact that I'm wearing this T-shirt, the Game Changer podcast, which will be making its return within the hopefully next month or so. And one of the things that I will say is I've been working with the wonderful King Ricky on a couple of new logos that you might be seeing in the merch stand, possibly in the holiday season, but not get your hopes up. I will say that there is one that I'm pushing for. Hopefully we can get that out by the Christmas time. So uh, other than that, guys, just feel free to check out a lot of stuff that I do. I do have a lot of the matches that I have participated in the previous year on my YouTube, which is on the Game Changer Podcast Network, where you can also check out some great episodes I had featuring the lovely SoCal Val, as well as members of the gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, or no, it was uh, the Gaw Ladies. There we go. The Gaw, uh, yeah, gorgeous lady of wrestling is Glow, and they're, they're a little bit different. Yeah, they have their own Glow, to be fair. They so. do. <laughs> um, so check out those deals. And hey, if you want to check out some of the archive deals, I was just saying to Ricky that one of these times we're going to have to do another Warfare with the WrestleLadic Radio deal where we get everybody in to do a prediction battle. Uh, check out what happened last time we did this. It was... Uh, it was, it was quite the fun time for me. I don't know. But I know that Will kind of still holds a little bit of a grudge from that. Uh, by the way, Will's the devil. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? If if we would have known and if WWE would have promoted that War Games was coming um, to Survivor Series again, I would have done I would have done War Room for War Games uh, for all of us because uh, we have, you know, YLP. Uh, Brace Impact, Frats, and we would have just done a major a major crossover show, uh, which we can still do, just not for Survivor Series. Maybe we'll do a Rumble. So maybe it'll, it gives you a lot of time to figure things out because um, YLP does have to make a return, and he will be coming back very, very soon. But all of that is in the future. But right now, let's get out of here so that I can start going to edit this stuff uh, in the downtime. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 359, Shifting Gears, where we shifted the gear, and Tony Khan took the wheel this week to discuss all things AEW, full gear, the devil, who's probably Mephisto from Marvel, um, and and, <laughs> and whatever new major announcement signing Tony Khan has for this weekend. Full gear is this Saturday with Rampage and Collision happening on Friday. Again, I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets whenever I decide to return. B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five stars reviews. We are found everywhere on social media at K-O-T-R underscore podcast. A link to all of that is in the description below. If you are listening to us, make sure you're listening to us on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And follow WrestleAddict Radio socials at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter because I'm never calling it X and Wrestle Addict Radio, all one word, everywhere else. Again, the links to all of that stuff is in the description below. When we come back next week, or when I come back next week, I'm bringing another Midwesterner, a smiley Midwesterner, and we are going to go to war as we break down WWE War Games coming to you uh next week war games preview show right before thanksgiving so before you stuff that turkey eat that gravy and stuff your face with even more stuffing please make sure to tune in as smiley and myself 
break down WWE Survivor Series War Games coming from Chicago. I brought a Chicago Chicago native for War Games, so it is going to be fun. So until next week, folks, and on behalf of Nate, the Evan Great, and the Brace Back Podcast, and Rest Out of Great Ovis, has been King Ricky Rose and Kings of the Rings Podcast. Goodbye. Good night. We will see you soon. And oh yeah, I'm I'm forgetting one thing. I probably have should have brought him on the war games. He'd be like our sacrificial lamb. It's Slack. Fuck you, Slack. Fuck yeah. you, Slack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.